0: Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate Thomas. And for the first time, we got Andy and Micah, uh, what would you call this, virtually? Re-
1: remote. Remotely. Re- yeah. From live location.
2: It's like we—it's like COVID's back and we all got to do other shit from our house. But <laughs> let me just
0: say this first go at it. so That's not why. <laughs> this first go at it has not gone swimmingly.
2: Uh, no, no. There's been issues already. So, uh, one, I have crappy internet. Two, you ain't have internet. Something. Yeah, I'm literally using the hotspot on my phone. <laughs> Which, Micah,
1: he said that he expected issues, but can't believe he said he expected to be my issues. I did. I expected. That is true. I expected Andy shit. to have the problems, and it is all you.
0: <laughs> you yeah. you have fucked everything up, Micah. Just just so proud of you. <laughs> sorry man
2: I, I don't know what to tell you i, I don't, don't know, know what to tell you.
0: We, we we tried for like 30 minutes to get micahs to work i mean not that the listener cares but i got everybody set up to that we can actually do these remote instead of the guys both driving about half an hour probably to my house you know they both live about 30 minutes away from me and uh sometimes it just gets a little um you know, cumbersome, Pinned and, butt. you know, they got an hour drive there, you know, to the house and back, and uh, so we, we, a couple months ago, actually got them set up with uh, their own recording devices and sets, and, you know, said we'll do it remotely, and we tried our first one tonight, just us three, and um, Andy sounds amazing, Micah, you sound alright, because you are using a microphone, it's just not the one I bought you, so... Uh,
1: My vocal teacher told me I was amazing yeah. too
2: I find that hard to believe
1: Yeah I wasn't in vocal <laughs> I, Whatever you call that So
2: uh, this, I did uh... Sorry go ahead No you go <laughs> ahead I was going to bullcrap I was like I did do I think it was like choir appreciation Or something like that Like we watched movies about people singing <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I took that too like, it was by far the easiest class like you uh watched the movie you did a one page like true or false question and then she just let us go like there was like a closet like a really big closet and then we would just go hang out in there and <laughs> that, that that was pretty much it e- easiest a i've ever gotten
0: i'm telling you right now you missed out college I literally took a freaking class for bowling dude
1: I had jazz band appreciation
0: let me, let me just re- listen to legit. jazz
1: just listen to jazz music let me
0: repeat I
2: just appreciate it you just I, appreciate appreciate <laughs> the shit I, I took a
0: bowling class dude I literally went bowling nope. for a grade like like so your grade was based off your score I had no it was based off like we had to learn how to score you know by hand. And we had to learn how okay. to hold a ball the right way, and we had like it was the easiest freaking a I've ever pretty good at holding listen, that. Listen huh? to this shit, like my wife, <laughs> my, <laughs> my wife is in nursing school, like locking herself in the library for eight hours at a time, studying her ass off just to hope to get a C. And I'm taking fucking bowling classes, just like college is easy as shit. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she she and also took tennis. That was another class I took in bowling, like. Some of the classes they offer in college, you know, I found the easy ones, that's for sure. But lifetime activities, something like that. Tennis actually was fun as hell. I remember like I took that class and then me and my buddy went out and bought some rackets and like started playing actually, some
2: like actually played tennis.
0: Yeah. It was fun while I still uh-huh. had, still had knees.
2: I I think I maybe played tennis for about 5 minutes my entire life. Never never done that. I always yeah, got in trouble. Thing. I always got in
1: trouble because, you know, it was a PE, like, session or whatever. I could play for, like Mike said, about five minutes, and then it turned into a home run derby who could hit the farthest over the fence. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah. the first remote show we're doing,
0: uh, we just figured it'd be best if we didn't add a guest to this and just did it our, our, ourselves. So... um you know, we're gonna kinda talk about just some some deer hunting stuff that is uh you know pertains Topical. to this time of the year. And yep. uh that's what we're gonna do. Let's hop into our uh sponsors real quick, boys, uh, which we also have to work on. But uh let's start with Athlon Optics.
1: What kind of optics mounted, are uh, they, Andy? What ridiculously good. <laughs> Sharp tight, and priced just right. Uh that's what she said. Hey, I, I just mounted my. I was a, one of the Argoses I have back on the. you know Don't make fun of him. my six five. Uh, Creedmore. Why would I make fun of you? I just our listeners in general don't make fun of me. But oh, because the six so, five. So what's the? What? So what's the thermal gun go on? I'll probably put it back on that, but for right now, for deer season, I I like. That's my biggest calibered, threaded rifle I own, so I want to run my suppressor. So I'm gonna probably run out. right so some of my bigger calibers that i had previous to getting a suppressor uh, aren't threaded and i got it i want to use it so right i'm gonna shoot my deer with a
2: six five that's what i'm gonna do it's either gonna be a six five grindle or a six five creedmoor I haven't decided yet probably creedmoor and i've
0: got that's uh what do i got a midas tack on my six creedmoor uh, which by the way, I got uh, some stuff. Like our buddy Daryl, which we all know our buddy Daryl, just built oh, yeah, a just built a fucking six hundred yard rife range at his house. Six fifty. Six fifty. And uh that's gonna be nice. Yeah. And yeah, uh that's
2: r- right there for you.
0: We were gonna we were talking about uh you guys and Andy said sharp tight and price just right, and then I said that's what she said. That made me think of so for the listener. I had five chickens, okay? four The four chickens all got killed a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, and all I got is a rooster. (laughs) Well, we ain't got time to mess with it. So yeah, so Daryl's taking the rooster, and so for the past fucking week, we've been, um, I've had a hard time getting this rooster into an item, like into a box so that I could get him to Daryl's. So, like, every night I'm like, hey, I'm trying to get this cock into the box. And he's like, yeah, bring your cock over <laughs> here. Like, just hilarious, you know, like, just cock jokes, basically. Oh, boy. And finally got the rooster over to his house. And so he he, he sends me a snap today, and he's like, I can't remember what he said. This, this cock is doing well over here. And, and then I'm like, dude, how are you and I going to start talking normally again to each other now that the rooster is at your house? <laughs> We've, we've been uh, no, making nothing but dick jokes for the past week. Uh, but, yeah, all to go back to Athlon, there's going to be a six, uh, a Midas tack on the Creedmoor, and um, I hope to use his uh, nice new range. So that'll be fun. His bench is nice, too. Dude, it's sweet. It's sweet. Monthly dues are going to be cheap, too, so I'm excited about it. <laughs> Uh, Who else? back to that rooster. Yep. Let's go to Weber Outfitters, WeberOutfitters.com. Just talking to my brother-in-law, Grant, the other day about his son picking up an Elite Ember. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about going out there. Yeah, it would be. So he might try that out sometime. I I talked good about the Ember. Caden likes it, so it'd be great for uh, Ryan to start out on two. So, check them out, WeberOutfitters.com on X Maps. Anybody want to say anything? You just want me to keep going? Okay. On X Maps. They're you cool. They're fantastic. They're job cool stuff. <laughs> Mike has sent me sent me a snapshot of where he was sitting tonight uh, on his hunt. Uh,
2: yeah, it was pretty easy. Uh, you know, uh, it's a new spot me and you picked up, and, and we've never hunted it. Uh, there's one ridge. Or, or, you know, creek bottom, then it goes into this pretty good-sized ridge. And, you know, I didn't know where the border lines were, so I got on my Onyx, find, found a place I wanted to be, knew I was in the right, so uh, nice yeah. having that in your pocket. Yep.
0: Uh, the only bad thing is, like, the wind where you were set up was perfect when you got there, but getting
2: there was not. <laughs> so you're like... Well, wasn't ideal, but yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't notice I kicked anything up. But, you know, that could have been kicked right. up 100 yards before I even got there. So yep. uh, I think I was in the clear, but that's, you know, that's hunting. That's yep. what it is. So check them out. Use the
1: code. It's probably, M- I mean, continue, sir. I'd say it's probably the most, hmm. I mean, realistically, the most useful item that we have. Anything about it, what's something I use on my coyote hunt, elk hunt, deer hunt, any type of hunting, I use it at work. Um, you know, my. My lending stuff, you know, people talking about, you know, this property, that property, who owns this, or who owns that. Onyx is very common. Um, I've customers drop me pins of, hey, I'm looking at this farm, or I'm looking at that farm, or, you know, I mean, it literally, I think, is the most widely used tool that that we have. Yep. Uh, free. ain't no shit. Huntworth gear.
2: Or were you wearing? crap out of my Huntworth. Yep. I wore. I probably went well. I went with early season with base layer and I also brought my heat boost vest. And so I did end up putting my heat boost vest on and, um, I was comfortable. So I, pro- I could, probably, I probably could have got would go way with mid season. I would assume it was kind of chilly, but yeah, I was fine.
0: You know what? We can't really talk in detail about this, but I think it's hilarious that Andy's tall and he gets left
1: out uh, of the fun stuff. Uh, You know what Everything comes around Be okay (laughs) (laughs) That's all we can really say Just Andy gets left out When they put them last little Hey when they put them last little W's on the top shelf I don't want to hear no crying (laughs) All right, I won't Um, Black Ovis Use the code MWW10 For
0: 10% off Andy actually I need to make a Send an email for you Probably Um, Yeah Black Ovis has got some uh, Some Saddle Stuff um, they're having an issue, I think with getting stuff right now. I think everybody's selling the hell out of them, but um, I think it's so popular
1: right now that you can't keep it in stock.
0: Yeah. But they've got several brands that they uh, represent. And so I might send an email to try to get you another brand, um, because on, man. you've got everything else you need. You just don't have the damn platform. So yeah, I have a saddle. I just need uh, the accessories so I can use it. And, uh, sticks are coming. So yeah. Anyway. Check them out, Black Ovis, the, you know, that online retailer. They got a little bit of everything. And then Camo Fire. We all know about Camo Fire. Get on your app, which I have not done in a few days. It's been a busy couple of days, but get on your app. Check out these last-minute deals before the rut hits. Alps Outdoors. Use the code 2023WoodsWater for 30% off. Our contact at Alps is sending over a shit ton of stuff for the annual youth deer hunt. That we help sponsor in our area, Alps. Yeah, they've
1: always been great about that. Is this the third straight Alps year
2: they've been... they've been? I believe so. And they have. Uh, I mean, not talking. You know, everybody that sends something, we really appreciate it. But Alps has by far been the, the biggest contributor. Oh yeah, to, they're uh, huge helping they're, out with that. They're terrific, man. Uh, and I and I'm saying that with everybody else that brings stuff into, like, not just our group. You know that we supply, but Alps just kills it every year. Yep. So thank they're, you, Alps. They're huge yeah, supporters. Definitely look at
1: supporting them. Uh, Missouri based company as well. Yeah, they're huge supporters of kids
0: out in the outdoors. And they are, they put their money where their mouth is. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zamberland Boots. I used my Lynxes all day yesterday. Me and Chase, my boy Chase, went out and we replaced batteries at farms uh, with cameras that are dead. And, uh, Felt bad for him. I had my lynxes on, so I was good, and he was wearing rubber boots. And he was a trooper, though he he went everywhere that I went, and it was not fun for him in some spots. But those Zamburland lynxes just made it simple for me.
2: Just zip yeah. right on in, zip out. I think I like I think I like my Beltoro's better, honestly. Well, you're an idiot. Uh-uh. I don't know <laughs> beltoras. They
0: teach their sweet. own.
1: Teach yep. their own. I wore the, my lynxes this morning when I went. I like my Crestas, though. They're still super light. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Uh,
0: No. (laughs) Thanks for asking me, Micah. Revealed (laughs) by Tacticam. Uh, Speaking of batteries and cameras, uh, just did that the other day. Put a a camera in a spot. Me and Micah have been wanting to put a camera for a while. Uh, Actually found an old pond in the middle of this timber we were hoping to put a camera in. And it had water in it. And you could tell where the deer had just been all over that that water hole. So I put a camera over it and started getting all pictures tonight. Hole. So I put it all over that. <laughs> wet hole?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yep. yeah, yeah. Fun. And then last but not least habitat works by Dustin Williams. Dustin. Need My to, man. Need to send him a message. See how he's doing. I want to know if he's been hunting or what.
2: I've been seeing some posts. I noticed he has been doing a little bit on. So. Been, been hunting, been working. It looked like, nice yeah. he's uh he's out there he's out there done
0: uh and that's it i think that's everybody uh we're gonna jump uh, right into it
2: andy uh, uh how was your hunt this morning it was all right
1: not too crazy just i don't know i so i went actually yesterday morning was the first time i went uh for the year and i honestly it turned up just to be me checking stands making sure they're safe checking straps i was late to the stand anyway but uh shock! color me shocked (laughs) i went and checked everything out and uh you know stirred up all the deer and then uh this morning i went out and again bumped a few deer i really wasn't late but i did bump a few deer walking in and uh end up seeing i don't know four small bucks and like 17 turkey but uh wasn't too bad could you have shot a turkey nice they're starting to get close enough, but I had to get down and come home so I could watch my little one while my wife took the oldest one to Sunday school. So I was uh, crunched on time. So I just had to do with what I had. I hear you.
0: Micah, yeah. you went hunting this evening, like you were saying, to our newest property. Uh, yeah. Well, I was not, really hoping. Not newest, that. but um,
2: one we don't know shit about basically. Right. We've only had, we've had one camera out there just over some mineral and it's been dead for I've uh, two months. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we haven't went and changed the battery in it. But, uh, but you actually went out there yesterday, changed the battery in it. And I was like, you know what? Uh, with the wind that we're going to have, which is it's a Northwest wind. Um, that's not a great wind for my spot that I've been getting, you know, good activity. I'm like, I'm gonna go try that spot and just just see what happens. Kind of just throwing it, throwing a dart in the wind. And got up there and uh turned out it it was a dart in the wind because I didn't see a damn thing until I walked out. I saw a few, <laughs> I saw a handful of does. Um out there in the corn. It's got corn and it's just a little corner piece of timber. But uh yeah, just didn't see anything while I was sitting there besides some raccoons. Were you, um, were you hunting in the timber or on the field edge? Uh, no, I was in the timber, like as far, as deep in the timber as I could get on that property. So it so, looked like today,
1: like everything was filtering out to the field edge. I took a little lap around and, and just kind of looked at some of my properties and they were starting to filter out pretty early. So I think they
2: they moved out to the field edges early tonight. I, I think they did. I think that wind, like once, that, once it kind of gets later in the day and that wind's still kicking up, I do think that pushes them out faster. Like man, yeah. these trees are moving around, making noises, and you know everything's leaves and sticks are falling. It's like I'm just gonna get out where I can see a little better. I'm assuming I uh, that's what I think. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it makes sense Our to me. Unscientific opinion. Hmm. But uh, I mean, there's it's a cool spot. I I, I do think there'd be where I was at. I do think it would be a deer highway, but for whatever reason nothing came by today well i mean
0: shortly after you left there were a few does on that mineral so you didn't cause any damage that you know that's the biggest thing the the farm they were were there
2: yeah they were there seven minutes after i walked by the mineral So, so
0: you know the farm i hunted last week and what you did today that was i think the biggest win we could have is as far as we know we didn't cause any problems You know, because I don't, you know, we're almost going in there to, you know, we're not doing observation sits. That's not what we're doing, but kind of what they are because, you know, we're just kind of learning these properties and we don't know shit about them. And, you know, we don't have stands, preset stands anywhere on those, which I wish we would have hung some of those two mans uh, for the boys because now I'm starting to wonder what the hell I'm going to (laughs) do for them, but...
2: Um, not on the ground, man. Like, the good thing about these spots is, like, when it comes to the boys and stuff, it'd be really easy to go set a blind up on a you know high point somewhere or down a f- tree line. And I think they'll be able to get a shot and it not be a big deal. I mean, that was my thoughts, anyways. Um, yeah, and because and- I, I was hoping to take Brindley to one of them this year, maybe. But I, I always got my spot to fall back on, too. But I'm, I'm waiting on a blind, actually. And I was going to cut my corn, get it down, and uh, set my blind in that. But I just haven't got the blind yet, and I haven't been able to cut the corn. I don't know when the right time to do that. I think it's around the corner, but I uh, need to start thinking about it.
0: Well, and you boys know I like hunting on the ground, but I don't use blinds when I hunt on the ground. And that's the problem with taking a 13- or a 10-year-old boy with you they don't sit still. I mean, they say, "Oh, I promise I'm gonna sit still," but then you catch them fidgeting, and you're like, "Dude, stop moving!" Or you know, whatever. And um, so, I actually thought about buying one of those ghost blinds because you all know oh, how yeah. I feel. You all know how I feel about blinds. I'm not a huge fan of them. You know. Right. Um, so I thought about getting one of those ghost blinds, just because you don't. You're not really in a blind. It's just this thing that's in front of you. And um, right. But dude, like, if our if any of our listeners have bought one, please reach out to us and let us know what you think. But those are expensive as shit,
2: and they're huge. They're like big. To, they they look very cumbersome. Yeah, they fold to up. Around.
0: Yeah, they fold up into like you know, let's say five accordion pieces, and then they, accord, yeah. they they're as tall as me, basically, if you have the extensions on them. Which that don't bother me, because if you have a regular blind, it ain't small either, we'll carrying it in there, but.
1: God, like they're like 550, 600 bucks for. That's how, yeah, I, that's, I don't know. I, I find it hard to justify that above just a normal pop up ground blind, like a big ground blind. You have plenty of room in. I'm a fan I, of those.
2: I, I'm a fan of them, but I'm a fan <laughs> of them when I can set them and I can leave them there. Like, I yeah. want to be able to. It, it, I, because I like to put it out there a few weeks before you hunt it. Yeah. Actually right. just because they get used to it just like, you know, they get used to a tractor sitting out there and right or whatever. So that's why. See, that's what like, I, yeah, I like I the idea of that. Ghost I like blind. it. Right. Yeah. Cause technically it's not, I mean, it's a blind, but, It's where all they see is the reflection of whatever's in front of you. And you would be taking that each time you hunt. You would be wherever you go that
0: time that's out in front of you. You take it down, you leave, and, you know, it's almost like, you know, a saddle in that regard where you would be hanging a different tree every night, and it's intriguing to me. I just, I'm just like, how much would I actually use it? And if I don't use it that much, I might as well just throw them six hundred bucks away. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't bought one yet. But if any of our listeners have, let me know what you think of them, how much you use them. Uh, but that's that's something I'm I'm kind of pondering right now because uh, Andy's place that I've been hunting for years—that's where I've got all the stands set up and uh, or the pre the presets we would call them. And um, as far as we know, there's not. Any shooters per se, quote unquote, uh, there oh. this
2: year. So, kind of, I think transition. But now that, right, I think it'd be pretty easy though for you to utilize your saddle with a hang on for the boys, because you could set it up to where you're pretty much behind them and put the boys gotta, in the hang on, and put, yeah, put the boys in the hang on. And you're right behind them. You can move around. I mean, dude, that sounds a lot of fun, gonna, dude. It, it it really is. It's not that bad, as far as the saddle hunting goes. I've only done it twice so far. No, I'm not but talking I've about. i it. I'm,
0: I'm talking about you get this saddle, and then you still lug a hang on out there to put a, another person
2: in it. That's the only. That's the only extra thing you're taking is the hang on. Which, I need to. Which, I mean, I should get another you, saddle. I have one.
0: Oh, yeah. Because you bought two. You bought yeah. yeah. That's, that's, see, that's not a bad idea.
1: And but I don't, don't know about a kid hunting out of a saddle. I don't, especially. I don't,
2: I don't think a kid would be able to hunt out of a saddle and take a shot. Right. Just, uh, I mean,
1: solid. I don't, don't, I, don't I, so I know like when my nephew was younger, one of his deer he killed, we had a ladder stand and I took my climbing stand, same concept. I took my climbing stand, stood on the seat of the, ladder stand and hung the climber you know i just got in it. i sit like perpendicular to him and i could sit there and see a little bit more than he could and i could sit there and help him and instruct him you know on what was happening you were right there with him still in, i mean somewhat same stand, but still yeah. same uh, i mean same concept to like michael was talking about but i was sitting right beside him just at a different angle same tree
2: yeah. If it was me and I was in the situation <laughs> that you are, Nate, and you wanted to get up in a tree, that's the way I would do it. I mean, because you're not really carrying that much more in. I mean, heck, the boys could carry the stand in. I'm
0: not, the stand actually worries me less than the damn crossbow. Those things are yeah. cumbersome as shit.
2: Yes. Yeah, speaking of crossbows, if there's any listeners out there, I got <laughs> uh, I got a try. I got a try axe. I'm trying to trade for one. Man, it's just, trying to deal with people. It's just not that fun. You know, a marketplace or whatever. I hear you, but it is what it is. I hear you. I made my gunner, my daughter gun shy and I'm, it sucks. I'm not happy about it. (laughs) Prior to suppressors. But see, she won't even get, I mean, she won't even try it now. I know. I'm saying that it
0: was because you didn't, it was no suppressed.
2: I, it, I guess. I mean, but the only time she shot it, she was wearing hearing protection and everything. So, but it was a kick more than anything, though, wasn't it? Like this, it, I mean, she was, it was an AR. It was this, my six, five grindle, and it was on a tripod. So it really wasn't kicking that bad. So I don't, I don't know. And she like, she won't tell me. I'm like, what was the issue? Like, did it hurt you? Did it hurt your ears? Like what happened? Like, why don't you want to shoot again? She's like, I I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it.
0: She might just be, she might just be scared to admit that it made her feel so alive that she, it almost scared her. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh. I don't think that. It made it. me feel closer, closer to God. God. <laughs> what freedom feels like.
2: <laughs> this is freedom? I don't, I don't think that was the case. Oh, <laughs> but okay. yeah. All right. All yeah, right so. We, we, well, we, we ran into that issue whenever I went with Andy last year. And, yeah. you know, because prior to, like, she never said anything. And then we get up there and she just, like, nope, not doing it. I'm like, What? This is is news, news to me, so it it just sucks, but it is what it is. We'll figure it out.
0: Um, Okay, so it's October 15th, I think, today. Yes, sir. This show will come out two days from now, but today it's October 15th. October lull. Is it real? Is it a thing? I have my opinions. As you guys both know. (laughs) Well, okay, let me ask this question. What's the earliest you've ever killed a buck?
2: October. Early October, I think it was. Legally or oh, no. I'm yeah. <laughs> <I kept> joking.
1: <laughs> joking. Uh, no. Uh, I killed one in like the second week of season one time. And I told myself I would never kill another deer in September again. Just because it sucked. Because I told my buddies. All my buddies were hunting. I was tagged out, you know, my buck tag.
2: Was it a good deer?
1: It wasn't bad, yeah. I mean, it was a a decent, uh, it was a 9 or 10. It's been a while ago. But, uh, like, honestly, today I'd let it walk. But for me then, it was uh, uh, my biggest bow kill to date, so I was was happy with it. Sure.
2: Right.
0: So my earliest uh, buck that I've killed was (laughs) October 16th, so... The next, you know, tomorrow, essentially. Right. And, uh, Micah seems like around the same time, Andy, a little earlier than that, but you always hear about the October lull and, you know, what it is. I, I'm one of those dudes that I don't believe that's an actual thing. Do, do Bucks start doing different things in October and mid-October? Sure. I'm sure, I'm sure they start doing different shit, but they still have to live. They still have to eat. They still have to drink. They still have to operate. Start laying down sign, uh, you know, rubs, you know, they probably are still doing a little rubbing right now. Scrapes, obviously, are getting hit hard. Like, they're still doing shit. Um, so I'm not sure that I believe that there's a lull. I just think some people's way of attacking, hunting certain bucks right now don't work. So then they think it's not a, that it's a lull that's kind of just my opinion of it. Um, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to hunt this buck this way. And then when it
1: doesn't work, well, it must be because it's the October lull. I don't know. It's always been hard. It's always been hard for me to to say it's the October lull because in October, so much is changing around here. Like specifically being heavy crop ground, all the crops are coming out. Like, you know, you you get into these areas where there's still cornfields standing all around my property. I know the deer are still over there. Like they're still in those cornfields. Whenever I shelled my corn on, on my farm, it changed because I got ca- my camera activity changed. So there's just so much in their environment and the deer's environment's changing, let alone, you know, their, we don't call it reproductive season or whatever. I mean, they're, they're gearing up for the rut. So um, I think they're changing some of their habits. Like you said, they're still living. They're still, moving around, I think they changed somewhat of their a little bit of their location. And I think they changed some of their patterns. Yeah. You know?
0: And that's That's where I think the low idea comes from, right? (coughs) (coughs) And Andy, you just stole the words right out of my mouth. Like so much is changing right now, including the deer some. But just because and your your property that I've been hunting for a few years is a perfect example. I'll have all these damn deer, right? And then they go hard-horned, first week of October, gone. Like, snap yep. of the finger.
2: And, and that, That's the same case with that other farm we yeah. picked up. And I could, we you could all say, oh, long.
0: it's the October lull, right? No, it's the deer are moving from potentially a uh, well, summer range a shift. Yeah, it's potentially a summer range shift to a rut range shift more than anything. And that just, that, you know, makes you say, well, it's an October lull because the deer movement has, you know, ticked down or the buck movement has, has dropped. Well, it might just be because he moved half a mile to the west or right. north, southeast. And and like you said, Andy, you could be hunting a, sp- a place that's, you know, surrounded by crop. And these last few weeks, a lot of that crop is now gone. You know, yep. um, most of the corn around us is out and a good you know, portion of the beans is starting to be removed as well, so their whole like ecosystem of food is changing as well. And you know, so I I kind of hate the term October lull. I just think it's more of you know seasonal shift and deer in general. Oh, yeah. And some people, it, it. the same like me and Mike are seeing a drop in our our deer activity. Well, a dude a half mile to our west could be seeing a giant uptick,
2: and th- those right. deer. Well, see, that's that's what I'm run into. The farm that we share, like we said, bucks have moved out of there. We get a yearling or two year old deer move through every once in a while, as far as bucks go. My main farm that I've had permission on the last four years or whatever. bucks have started to be more frequent and they're coming by more more often so i just think it depends on where you're at you know right you i've always had does you know all the time always got does and so i think that uh yeah they're just moving they're 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 not bachelored up i haven't seen them hell whenever while i was hunting over at andy's during that doe season I saw two big old bucks going after it. It wasn't just a spar. That was on you know, October 6th, they 6th, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever the dose season was, 6th yeah. or 7th. I can't remember the exact date. But dude, they were, I mean, they were wanting to kill each other. They went af- after it for like 10, 15 minutes. So just everybody, you know, now they're going to start going through their pecking order. Bucks are getting pushed around. I think you just need to be able, open to shifting stuff. You know now's a great time to go out there move your cameras around pick yes, a different trail look, yeah pick a different trail find some you know oaks that are dropping put them on those that sort of thing i think uh, that would really benefit you and you know you could be the lucky one that starts seeing more you might be the one that's unlucky that just might have to hopefully you got some does in the area and they're going to start checking them here after a few more weeks you know they're going to start Hey, getting closer, getting closer, and they're going to check on them a little a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why it's a a, a, a oh
2: miscon- um,
1: I'll say it's a misconception of a lull. You have them in their habitat just living. You see them every day. Now they're shifting to that rut range, and you don't see them. Well, then the rut hits, and their travel ends up being seven miles or something crazy. Well, yeah, you see them more. Everybody's seeing them more. I mean, that deer could have been seen you're seeing more deer in general i don't know how many do de- yeah i don't know how many deer that i've i don't say i passed or i didn't get a, a shot opportunity that i hear a neighbor half a mile to a mile down the road shot this deer seen this same the same deer that i did eight hours ago excuse me <laughs> right. right and i think if that's where traveling. that's where the
0: low idea comes from because you got early season september The deer are still pretty consistent. They're coming out, eating some beans, eating whatever they're eating. You're seeing them in the nighttime. You're, you know, you're seeing your deer. They're hitting, you know, like Micah and I our deer that, you know, we'd love to kill. We saw him every damn night, uh, all all the way, you know, into the beginning, October almost, or I guess late September
2: and then September 14th. <laughs> so we got him we had our last picture. we had him september 14th and then like two weeks later we have yeah. one night of yeah 27th. something like that it was just and
0: yeah. uh and then you got the rut where everybody's seeing deer all over the place but then there's this little gap in here where everyone's like well they just disappear well just like andy That's said true. in my opinion they're not really disappearing everything's changing though the landscape's changing like we just said the bucks are changing from you know being in bachelor groups to breaking up to laying si- you know laying sign down all this stuff, um,
2: and, and, and let's be realistic. That's prob. This is probably the time when most hunters are actually out in the woods doing stuff. They're staying. Yeah, they're right. setting their stands. They're Bouncing putting stuff. out. The, they're putting out. You know, <laughs> cameras in places, and you know, because let's be honest, uh, there's a lot more gun hunters than there are. Bow and rifle hunters, I would assume. Uh, I don't know the numbers. Bow and rifle. I would assume there's a lot more gun hunters. Yeah. yeah, I caught that too. Bow and rifle. Yeah. I would assume that there's a lot more gun hunters. So they're going to be out in the woods more. They're going to be pushing deer around. And, well, well, I'm not seeing them. I'm not seeing them. Well, yeah, because you just spent, you know, two weekends in a row out there with a chainsaw, moving crap around. You know, that's going to throw things off a little bit. That's a good point. I
0: mean, because most of us don't understand that because most of us do our our work when it's miserable. You know, like how many, how many yeah, years in a row some, did you and I on July 4th weekend go out and hang six stands and, you know, trim shooting lanes and cameras and, <laughs> you know, just sweating our balls off. A lot of people are smarter than us and wait until it's not so nasty outside, but then you know, the reason we do that is because we don't want to... Well, you also because we're hunting at this time of year. We're we're bow hunters. Right. So we don't want to be in the woods doing other things. We want to be in the woods to kill deer. Well, a lot of people yeah. know... I mean, how, many to, how how often in the last week have you guys been driving around and seen tree stands in the back of trucks and, you know, coolers and all that with, you know, five or six tree stands driving in them um, to go wherever they're going, you know? I mean... That's just how a lot of people do it, and that's cool. But anyway, that's That's just the time they're allotted. I mean, you gotta do it when you can. Exactly. Right. I I wish I had a lot more of it. Don't. But let's uh, let's talk more about moving cameras. So during the summertime, my strategy is uh, pretty much the same as your guys's. We put cameras over Mineral. And then we put cameras in high traffic areas for summertime activity. (laughs) Uh, Andy's dying.
1: Yep. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um,
0: How does that change about this time of the year? You know, when we're out in the, the timber, a lot of times we'll go out and hunt. We'll pop down. On our way out, we'll grab a camera or change a battery out in the camera. And we're making moves with those cameras. What what do you change your camera strategy? How do you change your camera strategy
2: this time of year?
1: I think it's time my tr- opinion. Go ahead, Micah.
2: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I said my opinion, like before, crops are in. You can't really get to some spots. The same, Some of their travel is limited. Um, a lot of my cameras are, are in the timber or in their travel corridors. Like you said, over mineral, different things like that. Now, for me, I'm going to start moving mine to field edges, finding some scrapes, you know, finding where they're cruising at um, on the edge of the fields where I'm hunting at. I might still have a camera or two in timbers in those same travel corridors, but for the most part, I'm looking on, on field edges. I'm looking, um, you know, where is he daylighting at? That's what I'm trying to find.
2: Yeah. My, mine's kind of similar. If I can find a fresh scrape, something like that, or oh. even make a, make a mock scrape, I'll do that. I'll hang some over those. And then I also try, like, since I have food in my property, I try to put them on de- pre- non- predominantly downwind travel areas to that food or that surrounds that food. Like, I have a little uh, clover plot, and I'll put it on the south side because this time of year we'll start having north, more northerly winds and bucks – within the next few weeks they'll start traveling those downwind areas, look checking for doves and that sort of thing. So try to set it up somewhere to catch him where he's checking. Yep.
0: And I've I've typically went deeper with cameras in the later, like in October in the lull. Um, I don't really know why. I've just always like my strategy has always been summertime you I put them over mineral and you know where I can see the most movement and then this time of year I I want to get like I want to see where the bucks are when they're when they're starting to check you know bedding areas uh where doe might be can I like what buck is in that area Um, and for whatever reason I say, well, it's going to be in the timber. Then I'm going to, I'm going to go into the timber and I'm going to find where he's at. Um, I've never really thought about, I mean, obviously scrapes, but to be honest with you, the, the properties I hunt, I can count on one finger how many scrapes I've found over the last three years. I just don't have like those, those types of farms where I'm going to find that sort of sign, at least so far. Um, now like one year, Andy, at your place, that trail leading to where, you know, I killed that deer, there was 10 rubs down that trail and two scrapes. Yeah. Guess where I put a camera? I mean, you know, that, that's a no brainer. Um, but I feel like a lot of people just kind of leave their cameras where they are all year and just like, this is the tree I put my camera on or this is where we do this. And, uh, I think another great spot would be like, um, fence lines. Um, where yep. bucks might be running those fence lines, you know, checking scent and stuff like that too. Uh, seems like I see a lot of bucks running fence lines more this time of year than you will every any other part of the year. And so you might be able to at least say, hey, there's a, that dude's in the area now and he keeps coming from the north. So hopefully I can catch him on a southerly wind <laughs> or whatnot uh, doing the same thing someday. But I don't know. I just feel – like, uh, people don't really utilize cameras differently throughout the year. And maybe I'm wrong, but I have been one of those. I mean, I've got certain cameras that don't move all year.
2: Honestly, right. I mean, like still, <clears throat> the cameras I, that I we have, have over own mineral.
0: Own. Yeah. I don't touch those. Why, why are they there still though? I mean, I know they'll hit the mineral from time my to time. My mineral
1: activity is like drastically re- like slowed down here in the yeah. last two weeks. So in theory, like we've always
0: left our cameras over mineral. All three of us. Right. In theory, though, wouldn't it be better to take that camera and try to do something else with it about this time of year?
1: I typically leave yeah. one over my main mineral site. And after that, I think I, sh- I usually shift over scrapes and over like pinch points, travel corridors, um, you know, different things like that. But, um, Micah, you mentioned uh, mock scrapes. I'm really wanting to try those hemp rope mock scrapes.
2: I've, I haven't gotten to yet, but. My my buddy Eric Gant, shout out to Eric. I know he's going to listen to this. He just sent me a snap earlier on the earlier today. He had I don't know. It was probably like a 140 class deer hitting a mock scrape, and it was daylight. I didn't check the. I couldn't tell what the time was, but he he has tremendous <laughs> luck and success with doing mock scrapes. He does it every year. How's he and doing? He gets his. Unless that's a uh, trade secret here. No, he uh, he's told me the scent. I can't remember. I want to say it was Black Widow or Black something. I don't know. It, he he bu- he orders scent stuff. It's not something he you can get at the store. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he orders it offline, and he'll do a few mock scrapes every year. And he always has good luck with them getting oh. you know getting that information. So, but yeah, he uses the hemp rope and all that. Yeah, I've done it. I did it last year. Yeah, last year, and I did not use the right rope. I still had some. Some of them hit them, but it wasn't. Yeah, the
1: only ones I've ever Austin. tried are those old school. But like I don't trips. know how.
2: Yeah, I don't know like how often are they hitting those? Like one buck. Like is he going to hit it once a day? Is he going to hit it once a, every three days? Once a week? Like I don't. I don't know the science behind like how often they hit them. I mean, so just, a, I own mean, to actually talk about them. But
0: yeah. We talked, I talked to Josh, I, we talked to Josh Honeycutt a few years ago and he, like, I think some bucks just will randomly scrape, right? Like right before I killed noob, Yeah. He, he made a scrape right in front of me. Well, that was a brand new scrape. He just did it in the middle of, you know, of walking. Right, right. I think other scrapes are part of like a scrape line or like their yes. circuit that they're making. Like, okay, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk this square mile and along this square mile, I'm gonna make some scrapes. Well, right. throughout that time, though, they might be in the timber doing this or that. They also might make a scrape and never come back to the damn thing.
1: Right. I've you know heard they're territorial. So, like, if that's that Buck's scrape line, I've uh, and this is there's no like science or facts behind this. This is what I've old folk folklore, whatever. But if that's his scrape line, he'll come back twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. If that is his line. But then they're also territorial, that if something else hit his scrape, they'll freshen it up, you know, or if, you know, something has happened to it, or if they're walking by another deer scrape, at like, a, a territorial dominance type thing, they may hit it. I don't I don't know if that's right or not. You can't I've piss here. It. I'm going to piss here. Right. Yeah. Right. This, this is my shit. Yeah, I don't remember what Josh I said to us, time...
0: that'd be a great topic, you know, scrapes and
2: the... Yeah. I know we've talked about it before. What's that one... Is it Hogan or Ho- 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 Hoagie or – I don't know. There's a there's some guys. We saw them at ATA, and they're big into it. And they I think they got – Oh, you're talking Hodag. Or- Hodag. Hodag, yeah. Hodag. Hodag. Yeah. We need to get them on, see if they uh, – <laughs> enlighten us a little bit more they don't want to try those
1: licking branches too have you seen that they put out those like licking yeah. branches or whatever yeah
2: like put it anywhere sort of thing yeah i <laughs> want
1: to try that too that's what she's
2: i just some of that that seems kind of gimmicky to me right just because it's like dude you're in the freaking woods like there's <laughs> find, find a branch trees there, there there are branches everywhere <laughs> like why is why is he gonna get this, this one?
1: one yeah
0: i don't know that does make me giggle somebody i think said that on yeah. one of their videos but uh not that I'm not saying it wouldn't work, but it still makes me. Good. Man, I'm try, I'll try anything once, man. I know you yeah. would. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else, boys? I mean, hey, for our first our first uh what the hell is this called? Remote, Remote. show. Remote. Uh nobody dropped. Nobody has been sounding bad. I-, I would say this is almost a
2: win. Almost. Almost. I'll call it success, except for my headphones. Like, so like I'm using like shooting muffs, you know, <laughs> and so like I can I can't hear myself talk that great, and it's just it. Yeah. I'm not very happy with I'll it. Get li- I'll, <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you lined that. up. I'll get yeah, you. Lined up. we'll what, figure it out. I don't out. know what's going on there. Not not right not
1: I mean, obviously this is just kind of a BS session tonight, but
2: uh, I think it's, like it's going all right. Some good stuff.
1: I did. I, yeah. Yeah, I, feel, I feel, feel like, like we got some good things.
0: Uh we're going to hopefully get some uh some shows lined up pretty soon. Um been a busy part of our lives. So it you know, we've kind of not gotten a lot uh lined up lately and you know, that'll that'll change. Uh, we got some some good shows coming up. I'm waiting to hear back from some folks too. So yeah. I think uh I think that was a good one. You guys got anything mm-hmm. else fun to talk we'll about? We'll find
1: out. See what they say about it. You know, got- oh, you guys got, I mean, I, I'm hoping, you know, we, we got done with corn, got into the beans. Now, like in the mornings, beans, I get away to kind of, the stems kind of dry. So, you know, you can cut easier and stuff. So I'm hoping I can get a couple more sets in here soon. And there's a couple bucks I, uh, I wouldn't mind on the wall, but, uh, I don't have anything just like major I'm after.
0: No, it's, this is like year number two in a row that, I mean, last year, I didn't have a single shooter on my list. Um, you know, there was a couple, like, decent deer. But last year, I'd come off a year where I killed the biggest buck I've ever killed. So, like, all of those all of those bucks last year, you're just like, eh. He'd be cool to kill, but, you know, maybe not. Well, this year, Mike and I have got the one that, you know, obviously, we would definitely shoot. Um, but outside of him, nothing. Like, it's yeah kind of like last year. So, I'm not saying I'm not excited, but I was just talking to this to about this with somebody yesterday about cameras. That's the negative side to cameras. Oh yeah. It can make you almost not excited to hunt because you don't think
1: there you know that like the uh the excitement of the unknown. I've seriously threatened to quit running cameras for that purpose. Like to like it rejuvenates like that like yeah. you said excitement of the unknown you don't know what's out there so you don't know what's behind every, every set, tree you're going out there you don't know what's about to walk out exactly if you have cameras where, I mean, everywhere, the world,
2: you know I what's had there. that feeling I had that feeling tonight on that farm we only got one camera and it's on you know and it's only been alive um, for 2 days yeah and yeah. where i sat you no telling what could have walked by so i mean i um, it was a great hunt just because i did have that Man, a giant could walk by, and I have no right. idea, you know. And hopefully, 180 the deer sort could of thing. walk
1: out, or you know, there's a you yeah, know, but a or, or look not in. see a damn yeah. thing
2: like I did. I didn't see right. shit. But, but when you got still had a great time.
0: When you got like at one point in time, Andy at your place, what did I have? Like ten freaking cameras at one time out there. Oh yeah. On ten acres, yeah. I knew every damn deer and how how often it took shits, like right. throughout the summer. Like there's no. There's no uh, surprises now. Obviously, the rut can change things. The rut can do anything, but there, like, there's part of me that's like, you know, how much time we spend on cameras every year, and how much, like, you know, obviously we have cell cams, so we're spending money uh, a month on cameras, and you're just like
1: batteries and everything. Else batteries,
0: yeah. you know, and you're just like, uh, huh. man. Sometimes I could use that time get some, you know, some permanent stand sets you know, ready. I could go prep some trees for the, uh, the saddle instead of spending that time on cameras and you're just like, Hmm. But then I really like cameras. Like every time I get a new little ding on my phone, I'm like, Ooh, what do we got here? So
2: I don't know. I'll probably continue to. Run, oh yeah. I mean, my, my, my phone's been buzzing. I'm freaking get Jones in just to go check it. But I'm a screw. I'm afraid I was gonna mess up my internet connection, so I don't want to jack with it. Yeah, definitely don't. <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, but it it also tells you, you know, when you when you f up, like I should have hunted, you know, two days ago. Oh, that two sucks. days ago because yeah, yeah. he showed up underneath my stand, right. and you know, so it's instant. It's like shit. I screwed up tonight. Yeah. So, but it also you gives you information too, like when you were like, if you right, didn't have that camera, Or are instant information. Yeah.
0: Like if you didn't have that camera, then you wouldn't have known he was there two nights ago when you worked. Right. But you also now know he was there right. at seven that o'clock is, right on a north wind. So three oh. nights later it's a north wind and you're you're in the you know the stand.
1: Um, you know, we we're, we're having a lot of double talk, right? I mean we're talking about how busy we are, can't get out and hunt, can't get out to do this. But at the same time, these tools we have now allow us to maximize these tactic cams are freaking awesome you can sit there and tag the buck mm-hmm. it'll tell you barometric pressure wind direction moon phase temperature all that stuff to where you can maximize your efforts in the right time for the right deer you know what i mean like oh
0: and that's been the best thing just, and you can do that with one specific buck all you got to right. do is is you create a gallery of that one deer and you put yep. all the pictures you want in that gallery and then you can get the stats just for that gallery And, you know, the buck me and Mike are after, like, it's pretty obvious, like, what wind he uses (laughs) now. Obviously, that was in the summertime, and now he's somewhere else, seems like. But, you know, it's still pretty freaking cool to go, all right, if this buck's in the area, and they predominantly are coming to this spot with a south-southwest wind, next south wind I get, I'm there. Well, and also... That's what a lot of people talk
1: about. Like, they they make a rotation. Like, a buck has an area, they're constantly traveling. So, if every four days they show up on your camera or every seven days, that means you're, you know, you're along that travel path for so long that, okay, he hasn't been there for, you know, three days now. In the next couple days, he's probably going to swing back by. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, Patterns are starting to show. So I mean, as much as we talk about wanting that unknown, as busy as everybody's lives are, as busy as everybody's (laughs) lives are, man, you want to maximize your efforts, right?
0: No, no doubt. That's that's the hardest part about our lives. I think all three of us are in the same boat. It's when you find a day to hunt, like you you would really like that day to be productive. Yep. Because you know. You're you're leaving the wife and kids. You are you know making life harder on your wife for that night. You're whatever you're doing. I mean, I'm not. I I don't want to be that guy, but I'll be honest with you. When I went hunting, however many nights ago it was, a few nights ago, if I could have killed that deer that night, I'd have signed up for it and said I'm done for the season. Like, right? That's just like the way our lives are right now. I don't. I don't have thirty days. I don't have 30 hunts in me right now. If I do, I'm going to really, you know, get rid of brownie points at home. You know what I'm saying? So that's where you
1: start stressing, you know, things other places.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's where the, the cell cams are just really nice because it, it does help you. Like Andy just said, it helps you try to maximize the time that you're using out there and, you know, not wasting a hunt. No hunt is a waste, but. Right. I mean, let's be honest. We're not all going out there just to sit in a fucking tree and, and smell oh, the woods. I'm going out there to kill some
1: shit. So, you know. I do not like right. anything better than sitting out there some solitude in a tree. But exactly, I mean. I can, I can have solitude have for about days 30 days minutes. It, right? Yeah, I can have solitude right. for
0: like half an hour, and then I'm going to kill something. Yeah. All right. So, uh,
1: I'm with you. So, yeah, I mean, uh, good luck to everybody. Um, you know. Youth thanks. season's coming up. Get those kids out. Practice shooting. Mm-hmm. Like Micah was talking about, I mean, use their hearing protection. Try to get them comfortable if you can. Sometimes stuff just happens. So uh, you got to let them take it at their own pace. Yep. Uh, yeah. what do you,
0: What's you guys, you boys? We're right at an hour. So you got anything else? I think that's good. I think that's good for our first go. So hey, I got
2: one. We've got some good ones coming down the pipe. I got
0: so. one of two of you set up with your headset. Good job, Andy. You're the golden right child. On. Micah. You're dumb as fuck. <laughs> just kidding. I guess. We'll, we'll get you lined up. I guess. I don't know. We'll get you lined out. Yeah. You just We just need to like be sitting next to each other for the first like setup and say, okay, here's how it needs to be, and it's probably just one little dumbass thing that we can't just figure out over a, a Zoom call. It's hard to do all that. So, Right. Anyway, you sounded beautiful with your, uh, your Walker game ears.
2: Whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Walker. (laughs) All
0: right. Boys, have a good night. Go to bed. Catch you on the next one. See you later.